Conquerors Podcast. This is Say It With Your Chest with Jeff Gellarmini and Jason Lahita. I got an email the other day. It might have been from you. No, it was maybe a tweet. The question was, is there anything that you wouldn't put your f***ing logo on? That wasn't you. That was someone else. It wasn't me. But yeah, I said there, no. There probably are things I wouldn't. No, I put that on everything. What do you mean? Like, it's like that red, red hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's Frank's red hot. Yeah. Yeah, I do put that shit on everything. So, logo, branding, street cred. What's going on in your world? I mean, we... I think we kind of lucked out, to be honest, when street cred launched. You know, it's my second agency. Who did your logo work? Uh, a guy that we're a bit familiar with. He might be uh, somewhere in the room. Chris Morton? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris Morton. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> but, no, but uh, let logo, street cred. I mean, you get the logo, you get it out there. I know you're working on the logo. Yeah. Um, you know, where, where do you draw the line? Like, we obviously don't have a line to draw, but some people do. Well, we got lucky with the name first. So just having that epiphany of... Credibility marketing meets Wall Street. Street credit. You nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When that when that hit us, it was with my wife, and we were we'd had a couple beers. We we're sitting, <laughs> sitting poolside yeah. on vacation, and that that light bulb went off. And she I just remember her sprinting in to try to grab the URL because of the first step is the name, and then Go just the little. I mean. Christopher was awesome and the, and the first version by the way of the logo was phenomenal and it was very cool art like graffiti art and I just felt we needed something a little more a little more tight a little more buttoned up for financial services not to get too buttoned up but then with the little I mean it sounds stupid right but the little the ease being street crosswalks so dumb but like it actually works <laughs> and there are other companies out there called street cred that you know that have the ease as normal ease and I, I laugh at them <laughs> so how did that process take thought? Yeah. for you well I mean Christopher gets all the credit for the logo you know just the thinking of the name was half the battle and then did you even pay us for that I, th- I think in PR, <laughs> in PR equity. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got you on, uh, on a video or something. So I don't want to front run your news, so you can just tell me to piss off. Are you, you new name, logo? Well, that's why I asked about the process, because I hated I hated the process. Yeah. It was something that uh, my partner Elizabeth and I had talked to like a long time. We're like, we need to do this, we need to do this. Where we were before, we weren't allowed to. And for like a year, we just... We had zero. So we finally went to a PR firm. So we're going to launch to a select group in June, but it was a terrible process that Christopher, I was messaging a lot and I took up a lot of his time, I feel like. So I but a couple of invoices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have any but, logo problems, just go to Christopher. Yeah. Right so we, you know, it might have been Christopher or someone else who initially, when you're making logos, right, everyone comes up with these crazy ideas, right? And it was Christopher, someone else who said, look, the best way to think about it is if you make a shirt or a hat, how hard is it going to be to put that logo on there, right? Someone in, in Potomac, the past, it was an Indian head penny, right? Potomac River, Potomac Tribe, whatever. No one can make that. And, you know, you can't put that on anything. And that's where always it comes back to that simplicity of something, right? I mean, look at some of the greatest brands out there. I mean, Nike's a swoosh. I mean, 
what else, you know, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know? And, and so, I don't know. It was funny just having that conversation about, about, uh, about logos and, and where well, to go from. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And I will be honest. I mean, I shamelessly copied you guys. <laughs> I look at a lot of what you do. <laughs> I've said to our, to our chief of staff at Street can you just look at all of the cool stuff that these guys have? And can we do anything even remotely close? We had 25% of the cool tchotchke that you guys have, the flags, even the mini flags. So nothing is actually thought out. It's kind of like weird conversations, and then it's usually me and and Norton, and it's like, what if we... And then someone's usually like, ah, you know? And, And I mean, really. And what's the worst that can happen? But I think that's what one of the things that makes you guys fascinating is that yeah your core your my energetic personalities exactly. I'll finish yeah. it's all your yeah. charisma yeah. Yeah. we're all thinking <laughs> your <yeah>. dynamism <laughs> your <laughs> dynamism <laughs> but, I mean you start, your core you're a tamp right yeah, you yeah. started out as a tamp but you've sort of evolved into this leading leading edge marketing idea factory which is awesome well um, I'm so from business perspective right you take like some of the hip hop moguls that are out there and that's a bad example but I'm going to do it anyway right and when the CD sales started declining and Apple Music came on, there's some people that fought it, right? What other people said is, you know what? I'm gonna start selling vodka, I'm gonna tour, I'm gonna do a clothing line, and I'm gonna, because at any given time, your revenue from yep. whatever you're doing Absolutely. can get destroyed. Absolutely. And you can't feed your family and your staff without having different forms of revenue, right? It's good business to have those different yeah. you know, avenues. And so we've always said, look, let's just keep expanding it, right? Keep getting new ways to kind of get the brand out there. And the cool thing is it feeds off each other, you know? Everything you now do on the research side, and look, everything just feeds off each other and just becomes this machine. Um, You're also fearless, though. I mean, fearless? You, you have more guts than... It's than called most. zero f- That's so we, are allowed, we are allowed to curse on this show. I am. Uh, oh. No, 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 you guys are um, <laughs> I lost Been holding back. <laughs> Unleash the profanity. Yeah. All right, so let's talk marketing from a couple angles, right? What, like, your plan, what you guys do, you know, what has worked and hasn't worked. Let's start, Jeff. What, what kind of is your goal? Well, there's a lot that hasn't worked um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we don't really know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we didn't go to school for. Marketing. I didn't even go to school for finance. I went yeah. to school for sport communications. So I'm like, I'm starting from, from nothing. So really, it's to us, it was how do we market ourselves to the clients that we want to be our clients? And that really just started when we got to Satera. Okay, now we, we weren't allowed to have a website before. So it's like now we can actually do this, and we can actually get things approved in two days instead of two months. Yeah. So um, it's been, I mean, following you guys and, you know, really – once we were able to find you guys and really say, well, you know, they're doing all these podcasts and all, well, we need to do that. Like, I need to get in front of my clients and prospects that way. So that seemed to have worked, but I'm glad that you were the leader and always said, you know, like, don't look at the views in the beginning because some of our videos, the views suck. Um, but we just got to keep, to your point, we got to keep it's, doing it's, it. It's all relative. Like, yeah. the first couple of views, we had 5, 10, 50. Yeah. Now we're about to kill a show because it has 3,000. Because they're now the bottom of the run. Like it, it's all relative. Yeah. Right? Um, what? Do you, what? Do you, you're not doing. You're not doing much marketing. Well, it's, you guys are just so good. You get word of mouth. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's that simple. It's a street cred. <laughs> <laughs> you 
know, it's we're in kind of a weird spot with that because our the entire objective of Street Cred, we're a PR shop. We don't do marketing work for clients. We know plenty of amazing marketing folks out there. But our job is to promote clients. They need to shine. So marketing takes a back seat. And sometimes, it, I mean, we just, we just we're redoing our website. Again, I don't want to disclose how much Christopher was helpful with God our initial <laughs> Christopher just did everything. He was awesome. But our initial website was fantastic for like a year and a half, but we've grown a lot. Just getting that site revamped has been a challenge for us. We're really good at publicizing people, but we suck at doing it for ourselves. And that's okay. I mean, everyone has to kind of put their stake in the ground and decide how they want to market, right? I've always been of the, the mindset that, you know, that saying, when your competition is drowning, what do you do? You stick a fire hose in its mouth. <laughs> and so that is the marketing strategy. Take a fire hose from a content perspective and just fire it out. And, you know... It, it's funny the ramp up time right because the first year and a half you feel like why am I doing this? why am I wasting my time doing this right and then you have you know lighting issues recording audio you know you're starting yep. to go through that yep. you, you redo things like four times and then and then it's weird you're, I was at a conference in DC a CMT conference and you know like a normal human being I'm introduced myself hi my name is Manish and the guy four people yeah I know like, you still in Florida it's kind of creepy I'm like whoa whoa, whoa hold on Take me out to dinner first, man. You know, and it was just, it was weird. But then I it got, it came around like, all right, well, the content's out there. So you, that's a good thing, right? A little strange to get used to. Um, but, you know, that's the, the conversation piece of it. So any plans to market? I mean, you really don't need to, right? Well, that's the thing is we, you know, so PR, first of all, PR is a subset of marketing. I firmly believe that. Back up, back up. Yeah. This is what, I, actually, this is where I want to go. So PR. Yeah. We talked to a lot of advisors. And when it comes to marketing and PR, the difference, what works, what doesn't. From an advisor's point of view, when should they not even bother calling you? And when should they? I mean, we tell every prospective client that calls us, you have to have your website squared away. You have to have your brand, your messaging, the content marketing, all the stuff that you guys have is table stakes. And you don't have that if you're not ready to go out and present yourself confidently to the world. Don't even think about PR. So what percentage of your calls go like this? <laughs> uh, hi, can you get me on CNBC tomorrow? A, a lot less these days, because I think we've done a pretty good job. One thing we have done well, this is on our site, it's how we reflect ourselves and work with our clients, is we do tell them it's a long game. You're not going to just flip a switch and all of a sudden get out there and be on CNBC as a pundit and then see leads flood in and the phone ring. This is not how it works. And we're pretty militant about that on calls to the point of, I mean, it's like borderline almost being rude on sales calls to say, if that's what you want, we will end this call right now. It's yeah. not what we do. And it's kind of, we have the luxury of having that word of mouth referral system where we've got a lot of business lined up to come in the door so we can be a bit picky about who we bring in. And to your point earlier, that, that could go away at any second, and I know that, and we're very cognizant of that fact. So, you know, we do have pleasant calls, and we'll sit on a prospect call for like an hour going through. A lot of it is spent on just how PR works. What is it? Should I be doing this? It is very common to get someone to come inbound and say, 
I want to put the PR cart before the marketing horse. And their website is terrible, and they've done no branding. And they haven't thought of a lot of these things. I mean, PR, if you're going to invite journalists into your world and start examining your business as an advisor, shouldn't that when they come in, don't you want the confidence to, Needs to be know ready. that they're going to come away with a good feeling, a good vibe yeah. about yeah. your firm? Yeah, for sure. You have to have that piece in place. And that, I mean, that's exactly why people should not do PR first. You have to build the engine, and then you can put the nice exterior on it, and then go out and show everybody. Yeah. So is that on your radar? I mean, you're starting content-wise and starting to get Yeah, action. we've got to. Once we have the logo and name release, we're going to redo our whole website. Um, and then that'll be a huge first step for us to say, okay, now, you know, our website is very okay. okay. Um, but once we have that, I think we are ready to just kind of take that step and, and do a couple of things there just because we're going to be confident that we're ready to go. You know, our website now is like okay for clients, but, I, you know, I'm not ready to like have, you know, have that blasted out to yep. people quite yet. <laughs> so one thing, go ahead. What do you got? Well, you touched on something earlier that there is an interesting parallel. So with marketing for you guys, with your videos, initially the views weren't there, but you kept at it, you kept at it, and then eventually it clicks takes on a life of its own. And that's where PR and marketing are very similar. At first, when you are ready to go out and talk to reporters and get your message out there with journalists, it's like the sports of marketing. It's not predictable, you never know what's gonna happen. Initially, it's very slow going. You talk to a reporter and you might get one sentence in an article, you yeah. get nothing. And that may happen repeatedly for months and it may frustrate you but then all of a sudden you build up that media profile and that credibility, it's what we call it credibility marketing, and then one day there's a tipping point and all of a sudden you have inbound requests from reporters. And you've seen this. Dude, we got inbound pitches for industry gossip. And we're like, first of yeah. all, are you sure you wanna go down this path? <laughs> exactly. Like, just cause you're pitching it doesn't mean you're gonna like the answer, but the point is, it's just that tipping point, right? And then, and then now it's, it's just a weird feeling. Like, you're now in the media gray zone. I mean, you guys have created a content marketing machine where, I mean, I bet you have PR folks from other agencies who are coming in to ask you if their clients can feature We would not industry gossip. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, it's probably our own PR team. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> texting you right yeah. now. <laughs> no, that's interesting, because look, I, I was never a fan of PR, um, and because I've always felt that people approached it without that base, and then the expectations were wrong, and then you end up blaming the PR. Um, and so, you know, we're kind of at a point now where this the content is so much beyond what I ever thought it was going to be. You know, I mean, two, three, four pieces a day are out there, um, and that's just our stance, and you know, to each their own, right? Um, so, what do you want to? Why are you here? Uh, I, I besides, wanna, besides well, what you're doing right now, yeah, having some beers. Yeah. And, you know, I want to learn. I want to learn how to get my stuff out there. It's really just been like me and my partner. We googled how to like start a YouTube channel, and we found one of her husbands. So you went to YouTube to figure out. How yeah, to start pretty much. And we like <laughs> one of her husband's coworkers is edits our videos because we were like, we don't know anybody to to do this. Mm -hmm. So. Really, just started from nothing, and in the beginning of our career, this wasn't even on our radar, even a little bit. Like I was just at that point trying to sell it to Asia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's it's definitely come a long way, and the business has changed obviously in that landscape. And then with COVID and you know virtual and all that, it just 
push that right through the door, which I love it. Yeah. I never want to leave my house again. It's accelerated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, YouTube is the second largest search engine that I would say 95% of financial advisors totally ignore. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, right? I mean, but, but they, they ignore it completely. Sometimes it's compliance, which you probably have a couple fun things to say about. Yeah. Um, it's not as bad as it once was. Yeah. But um, the nice thing is, and I'll shout out our assistants, Barbara and Nakia, I don't really do any of it. I just kind of say, here's the video, here's the, our editor, Grant, thank you. He edits, they send the compliance, and they say, are you ready for me to send it out? So that makes it easy on our end. But you know, we did run into something, I, you know, like at the end of every video, like our video, our compliance came back and said, oh, you can't say that. Well, I'd already said it in 10 episodes, and they didn't yeah. say anything. So yeah. it's like, well, are we changing the rules? Are you not watching the videos? Why, why can't they say it? Why can't you say they, it? I, it was just, they said you Meanwhile, say it. Kathy Wood, <laughs> um, if, no, I, if uh, Max went after her uh, pretty hard, right? yeah. Uh -huh. Well, listen, there's no, there's no standard. You know, it's like we work with uh, broker dealer advisors who you know get their business card font issued, they have issues with the business card font. You know, and what? Why are we doing? Why are we talking about business card? What? Where are we right now? You know, and so we have compliance rules in place. Don't say this. Don't say that. Anything else? Knock yourself out. You know, we're, we're not going to mess around with the little stuff with that as long as you're not promissory and talk right. about performance, which we don't, yeah. and, and miles and stuff like that. So um, what else is going on in your life in terms of growing the business and growing pains as a business owner? I know you and I play therapist to each other once in a while. That's true. Um, let's have a therapy session. Yeah. I mean, I think we just we just had one a couple of days ago talking about all the amazing <laughs> benefits you offer to everyone on the Potomac team. And now I feel bad because business owners be like, oh, I'm struggling. Should I do a 401k? What do you do? And I send them the link and they're like, oh, f you. <laughs> I actually, um, you, asked. you sent me that link and I send it to Jimmy and I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, we have so much work to do. <laughs> like we are yeah. doing the 401k. Sometimes I wonder myself and made it public. Can't go back on it now. <laughs> we have like a lot of the the benefits we have are fantastic, but the things, again, you guys are just thinking differently. You're innovating. You're outside the box thinking of all kinds of cool stuff. How can we keep people around? That's exactly what we want to do. In our business, in PR, team turnover is typically very high at an agency. Client turnover is very high at an agency. So, what How do you and solve I, those two problems? Jimmy and I think of that every single day. Yeah. So every day, everything's about how can we create an environment at this agency where our team is not terrified of clients when they're not terrified of each other they're not scared of us they want to work with one another they enjoy pr pr can be very enjoyable yeah when we call it the sports of marketing sports are meant to be fun yeah at their core so what is the answer how do you keep them? What, what, what's the solution it's a great question again it goes back to client selectivity we don't bring clients on we have a no a-hole client rule number one that sounds very basic but we already had to let well, a client... took us on, so... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we already broke that rule. <laughs> we had to say goodbye to a client last summer because it was not a pleasant experience for the team. They weren't listening to anything that we counseled them to do. It's like, you hire an attorney, and then you get into court, and you say to the attorney, I got this, and then stand up and just try to <laughs> run your own show and talk to the judge and battle the other side. You're going to lose. Yeah. You're not going to do very well. Clients who come on and hire us to be their PR counsel but don't want to listen to us should not be doing PR, at least not with us. And typically those types of clients don't respect our team, they don't respect the profession, they don't respect the hard work that goes into what we do. 
we don't want clients to be constantly coming up to us and saying, thanks for the coverage, thanks for this, the opportunities to get a yeah. report. That's table stakes. Yeah. That's what we should be doing every single day. But we need to be working with good people. Right. If our team is inspired by our clients, they're going to do more inspired work. They're going to enjoy the, the coming in every day and talking to you and wanting to put you in front of the press. And when they speak to reporters and you're not there, guess what? They're going to be buying into your message and they're going to be selling that message into journalists with every ounce of energy that they have. Yeah. And I that's had, the type of environment we create. So I had a, I'm going to talk about this real quick and then we can, we can wrap. But I had dinner last night with someone and they were talking about this manager that was bleeding assets. Um, just normal performance drag, you're going through a struggling market here. Um, and you know, he was just trying to figure out what to do. And I asked him, has he communicated to his clients? Um, and the guy's like, well, they do a quarterly newsletter. I was like, okay, so the last time you didn't said anything to anyone was 1231. And then you wonder, right? And then so we've always taken that stance. You can't put your head in the sand, whether it's good or bad, no. right? Because there's always going to be good and bad times. And you just over-communicate. Um, yeah, to that point, and so I'm not trying to toot the street cred horn too much here, but, I, but, that, <laughs> but you asked the question, like, how do we keep clients, how do we keep our team? We hold ourselves accountable before our clients have to. So every two weeks, we stand before clients and show a grid of everything we're working on and everything we accomplished, all of the media wins, everything that's in process. And if we're not doing what they hired us to do, it's going to be pretty embarrassing to get on that call. You don't want to be on that call coming before your client and saying, well, we just we really didn't do anything for the last two weeks. Sorry. Sorry. Is that cool? I've been, I've been in Vegas. We're going to make it up. Yeah, I've been in Vegas. Uh, hanging out with Manish. We're going to do something next week. Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts here? Uh, do you put out client-specific? So here's a, this is where compliance comes in. So I, I tried and tried and tried to do group reviews just so I could hit more people and say like you're in our balance portfolio jump on this call every once in a while and just hear what's going on and compliance is like you can't do that for whatever reason so we still are sending out quarterly review texts now we're more proactive with the videos and everything like that that are coming out and we're always putting out emails and content on LinkedIn and everything like that so we've seen, we've kind of trained our clients and I tell every single one of them you don't wait for the quarterly review if you have a question because I can't, I, I don't know if you have a question. Yeah. So we've been lucky that we work with some good people that they've kind of got that. It's like, okay, I can just go and schedule on Jeff's calendar whenever I want to. And they, they're kind of starting to understand that through the pandemic that I'm available to you almost always unless I'm in Vegas. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that, that's been really helpful for us. At yeah. least. So last thing and we'll wrap up here. Do you have a TikTok? Only today because I saw you have one. You signed with up? With your blue sweater. You signed up? I said, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to make a video? I think I'm your second follower. Yeah. Do you have a TikTok? I do have a TikTok. Oh, it's like Big Jeff 29, <laughs> something like that, it's right? all bills. All have, Buffalo I have, bills. No, <laughs> I have no followers, and I'm only right. following two people in year one. We're making a video before we leave. That's exciting. The three of us. Okay. That's Who's very, the lead dance? That's very scary. I've never had my face on a video. It's mostly just, just Josh Allen. <laughs> Main question? Yeah. This might be a terrible idea. Who's dancing? <laughs> I'm going to need a couple more of those if I'm going to be. <laughs> the running man? Yeah. Bust it out? Got it. Thanks for your time, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
from the Conquerist Podcast. This is Say It With Your Chest with Jeff Gelanini and Jason Lahita. <laughs> <laughs>